When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Hope you're all well. I hope you, if you did have the long weekend in New South Wales, had a great long weekend. And good to be back with you for a shortened week. It is Tuesday morning, the 13th of June, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew here. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. As always, we want to hear from you, 1300 01 1170. Trust me, there's a bit to talk about this morning. Or you can text 0457 736 736. That was all before breakfast in New South Wales uh, through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney uh, with Vossi and Trent Copeland this morning. Brownie off a New South Wales cap. We will get to that in just a second. Pat and Heels will be along after 6 AM for our listers in Queensland for the breakfast show. Uh, we will wrap up as well as talking uh, the origin teams, in particular New South Wales. It's about to be announced in about six hours. Um, we'll wrap up the weekend of the NRL. So again, really intriguing results. And Chris Perkins will jump on the line from America as well uh, to join us. So plenty to look forward to. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. Good to be back with you. It is Tuesday morning. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. And just before we get to uh, the sport, and I know this has been echoed around everywhere uh, here on SEN um, and a lot of other media outlets, our, my thoughts um, to everyone involved in that tragic crash up in the Hunter Valley on Sunday night. Just awful scenes. Um, yeah, very, very sad. So, um, our sincere condolences to everyone involved there. Uh, now, Less uh, important, way less important than that. But the State of Origin team has, well, hasn't been announced yet for New South Wales, but it looks like it's going to be. Now, before we get to the ins and outs of the State of Origin team, uh, the New South Wales one, there's been a lot of talk about halves, and we'll get to that in a second over the last week, about who's going to be playing halfback for the New South Wales State of Origin team. However, um, it looks like we've got an answer for that, but it got me thinking, What's been the best, not in, not just in origin, it can be origin, but what's been the best halves combination of all time in rugby league? You can go back as far as you want. Obviously, uh, there's some, oh, look, there's some obvious nominations there, but it might not have even been the best halves combination of all time, but the ones that excited you the most. 0451, maybe there's one currently running around, a couple currently running around in the NRL that you could nominate as well. The best halves combination of all time, NRL and rep footy. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy our open line number. You can text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The best halves combinations of all time. What do you reckon? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now to the New South Wales team. Now this is not all going to be officially announced until eleven a.m. this morning. So one another six hours until it gets officially announced. However. There are expected to be some pretty big changes to this New South Wales lineup. 
Brad Fittler expected to make five changes from the team from State of Origin 1 to State of Origin 2 and recall Parramatta halfback Mitch Moses. Now, just on Mitch Moses, uh, before we get to some of the other interesting ones, it was very interesting to see, I suppose, last week uh, when I went on air last Monday and Tuesday, really Mitch Moses, I thought, um, in terms of people's uh, opinion on it, in terms of fans, I thought Mitch Moses was probably the last of the three that was being talked about in Adam Reynolds' Nico Hines, and I thought Mitchell Moses was really distant third. And it wasn't until the back end of last week where people started to seriously talk about Mitchell Moses and say he's probably got his nose in front of Nico Hines and Adam Reynolds. Um, And you saw, and we'll look back at the game yesterday shortly, but you saw how he played yesterday, in particular that first half. He was sensational. And I did mention on the show last week that whilst we were talking about Nico Hines, and we'll get to him in a second, and Adam Reynolds, you can't forget that... When Nathan Cleary was out last time for State of Origin, what, two years ago, Mitchell Moses was the backup halfback. So even though he probably wasn't the front of everyone's mind at the beginning of last week, obviously Brad Fittler, Greg Alexander, uh, he was in the front of their minds um, and it appears on the back. and And who knows whether his performance yesterday would have made a heap of difference, but I think it definitely helped. He was really good. Parramatta was very good. So he is likely now to be New South Wales halfback, um, ahead of Nico Hines, ahead of Adam Reynolds. Now, uh, it also comes to South Sydney superstar Latrell Mitchell has been medically cleared to help the under-pressure Blues. So Moses, he played one game in 2021 um, and is going to be called back as halfback. Uh, West Tigers, uh, Utkamano, Stefano Utkamano and North Queensland's Reese Robson are the bolters. Uh, with latter to replace Cronulla Nico Hines in the bench utility role. So Hines and Canterbury's Tavita Pangai Jr. have been dropped. Looking Looks like they've been dropped after their loss in Adelaide. Uh, well, we know Nathan Cleary and Abby Coruscant are unavailable through injury. Now, I'll get to the team in a second. Nico Hines. Thoughts on this? one 300 70 or 457 And I get the feeling, not just on this show, but... As more and more people wake up and the team gets officially announced a little later on this morning, I can't help but think this is going to divide people. Now, unfortunately for Nico, in terms of the halfback role, the Sharks, we know what happened against the Storm for them on Sunday. He probably had his worst game in a while. And I don't think it was probably helped that the week before as well against the Broncos, their second half wasn't fantastic. But I think... To be honest, it is a little harsh that he has been dropped completely, if that is the case, for game two. If you look back at the first game, he didn't get on the field until, what, the 67th, 68-minute mark. Um, And that was only because Tom Travojevic uh, had to go off with a head knock, and he moved into the centre role. Now, obviously, Nico Hines, a utility player, he was filling that utility role, so no problems with that. But... I don't think he really did too much wrong in that Origin match. However, he hasn't been setting the world on fire in the last two rounds of the NRL. But to miss out completely, and this is nothing against Reese Robson, who um, everyone's been talking about as potentially actually playing the hooking role. Uh, Damien Cook looks like he's won that race. But to leave Nico Hines out altogether, last year's Dalian medalist, yes, he hasn't played brilliantly in the past couple of weeks. 
But do we think it's a harsh call? You've got to remember that three or four weeks ago, we were talking about Nico Hines as potentially being ahead of Jerome Luai as the starting 5'8 of New South Wales. It wasn't until Jerome Luai lit up uh, against the Roosters the first time the Panthers played the Roosters that Jerome Luai, I reckon, got his nose in front. Um, and now he misses the team, team altogether, it seems. What do you reckon? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Is it harsh to leave Nico Hines out of that New South Wales side completely? Are you happy with Mitch Moses being named as halfback a little later on today? It is very, very interesting uh, to see that there will be no Nico Hines at all. And look, that's nothing against Reese Robson, who's been playing quality football for the Cowboys. But what do you reckon? Is it the right or wrong decision to leave Nico Hines out? And for listeners in Queensland, are you happy that Mitchell Moses, it's Mitchell Moses is going to be the halfback Queensland comes up against? Are you happy to see Nico Hines not there? Or are you a little concerned about the fact that it is Mitch Moses at halfback, it seems? Stephen Crichton is expected to move back to 18th man to cover for Latrell Mitchell. So the likely New South Wales team is uh, James Tedesco, Josh Adokar and Brian Tuo. Uh, the setters will be Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trevojevic. 5'8", Jerome Luai halfback uh, will be Mitchell Moses. Um, and then uh, that will continue with the prop forwards being Payne Haas and Junior Paulo. Hooker will be Damien Cook. Uh, second rows, uh, who gets a recall on the back of Appy Coruscant's injury. Uh, second rows, Tyson Frizzell and Hudson Young. Lockers, Isaiah Yo. The interchange bench for New South Wales now is Reese Robson, Cam Murray, Liam Martin, uh, St- uh, Stefano Utakamanu, and as I say, Stephen Crichton is the 18th man. Reese Robson uh, was the first player to check into Blues Camp at Crown Plaza at around 7 p.m. last night. Um, he said that uh, Freddie just said, get on a flight at 3.30 and see you down here. Said, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to getting into camp and getting into it. It's a great honour to play for your state and amongst the boys that I'll play alongside. I can't wait to rip in. Uh, Fittler was spotted greeting Robson at the team hotel. Um, and uh, Brad Fittler, Greg Alexander, arrived there at about 6.30pm, having spent uh, the afternoon out at Accor Stadium to watch a number of Blues hopefuls in the Parramatta-Canterbury game. Your thoughts on all of it? 0457 736 736. Already a couple of texts. Or 1300 1170. Firstly, Mitchell Moses at halfback. Are you happy with that? Are you not happy with that? Would you have gone Adam Reynolds? Would you have gone Nico Hines? Would you have gone someone else? Um, or are you okay with having Mitchell Moses at halfback? Do you agree with that decision? That's probably where we start this morning. And the second, I think, most controversial one is do you agree of the dropping of Nico Hines. Forget him not playing halfback, not being in the team at all. On the back of, yes, not a great performance on Sunday, but the Dalian medalist last year, been in good form for the most part of this year, didn't really get a look in in State of Origin game number one. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 1170. As I say, this is not all going to be officially announced until... 11am, but from the looks of it, Mitch Moses halfback, Reese Robson, the utility, Damien Cook will come into hooker, Nico Hines left out completely. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Your thoughts on that New South Wales team? Do you think it is the right decision 
Do you think it's the wrong decision? As I say, look, I just think it is, and I know it is a must-win game, and I get all of that, but um, I think it is slightly harsh on Nico Hines, um, although clearly didn't have uh, his best game on the weekend. I still think... um, I, I was surprised that he wasn't named on the bench. And as I say, if he isn't going to be named on the bench, and as I say, a week ago, we were talking about him being favourite to just slot into that halfback role. Now, not in the team at all. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or 1300 And just on Origin, uh, powerful forward Liam Martin is poised to be declared fit for Origin 2 in Brisbane. Uh, Martin, one of New South Wales' best in Adelaide. We know he sustained a category one head knock playing for Penrith against the Roosters on Saturday night. Um, now, Martin faces an 11-day stand down and must report no further symptoms before being medically cleared to play. The game falls on Martin's 11th day of the stand down. Um, he said yesterday he was feeling good, no symptoms over the last couple of days, and provided Martin is cleared medically, he will be in New South Wales aside for the big game on Wednesday week. Uh, so that's good news for New South Wales. From a Queensland point of view, um, and I'll be interested to hear from our listeners up in Queensland this morning, how are you feeling about and are you enjoying seeing the New South Wales making all these changes for game two? Do you think they're panicking a little bit or do you agree with it? 0457, and are you feeling confident? Game two, of course, in Queensland. Must be feeling confident, surely. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. And one other question for you away from Origin, just for a second. Uh, and we'll go through the round of the NRL after the this break coming up. Um, article in today's Daily Telegraph that Roosters coach Trent Robinson will name rookie Sam Smith to make his NRL starting debut against Newcastle this weekend. Um, now, it comes as Robinson's hopes of sending an SOS to Sam Walker anytime soon were crushed, with the injured halfback expected to be at least another month away from returning from a, sp- a sprained ACL. Uh, he's still in a leg brace walker that he has been wearing for more than a month now. Uh, he will be, though, visiting a surgeon today to try and get a uh, definite answer on when <clears throat> he will be right to return to action. Now, Sam and Smith will today be named in the halves alongside Luke Keary, having come off the bench in the Roosters' past two games. Now, the move will, uh, well, move Joey Manu out of the halves. We'll wait and see whether he's named at fullback or in the centres. You would think with no Tedesco, he might move back to fullback, uh, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, It was initially hoped Walker would only miss a few weeks, but it has been proven to be way off the mark. Uh, And then the NRL physio, Brian Sini, has explained the risk associated with returning from a sprained ACL too soon is that it could not could end up as a torn ACL, which would require surgery in a nine-month uh, recovery. And there has been some talk that depending on how the Roosters' finals hopes hold up over the next month, the young playmaker could be out for even longer in a bid to minimise risk of further damage. So a question for you this morning. Uh, and there is a lot of interesting results over the course of the weekend. Are the Roosters done for 2023 in terms of finals. Obviously they can still make the finals. We've still uh, got quite a lot of games to go. But are they done? 0457 736 736 or 1-300-01-11-70. Can the Roosters make the top eight? Or will the Roosters make the top eight? Um, can you see them winning the competition? I can't. And to be perfectly honest, I if they continue to play the way they've been playing, it's very hard to see them even making finals footy. So are the Roosters done? Are you prepared to rule the Roosters out of 
contention this year for the finals, for everything? Or are you prepared to give them a little bit more time? They were in a similar position this time last year, and then they hit, hit the go button and won eight in a row. So we know what they're capable of doing, but we just haven't seen it this year. Other Roosters done for 2023. Now, I remember weeks ago, we got a call from uh, Chris, who's a regular listener here on SEN, who rang me up and said, look, there must be something going on in the Roosters. He can't figure it out. And despite their win against the Bulldogs last Sunday, uh, just winning that game, it seems to have gotten worse, not uh, better for the Roosters. So are they done? Are you prepared to put a line through the Roosters in 2023? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 So let me know on that one. Let me know about Mitch Moses. You happy with Mitch Moses being halfback? Queensland fans, would you have liked to see someone else there? Do you Are you worried about Mitch Moses? And Nico Hines not being in the side at all, it seems, when it's announced a little later on this morning. A little harsh, fair enough, on the back of his past two performances. Do you agree? Do you not agree? I think it's a little harsh, but what say you? 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. So plenty on our agenda on this Tuesday morning. We'll get to your texts on the other side of the break. Chris Perkins, not too far away, but also on the other side of this break, we will wrap up another interesting round of the NRL. It is 17 past five. Trade News in a nutshell. Break and back with more. Good to be with you on this Tuesday morning. It is 22 past 5, 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 011170. If you want to get in contact this morning, we'll get to your text in just a second, asking you, Mitchell Moses, a New South Wales halfback, happy with that or not? Nico Hines left out of the side entirely, it seems. Reese Robson will be the utility player on the bench. I think that's a little harsh, but what about you? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. Also asking you best halves combinations of all time. And are the Roosters done for season 2023 in terms of finals contention? Do you see them playing a part at all in the rest of this season? And just on the Queensland team as well, that is expected to be named a little later on. A few changes uh, forced there due to injury, but the expected Queensland team is going to be Reese Walsh at fullback. Wingers, Xavier Coates and Murray Tulungi. The Cedars, Valentine Holmes and the Hammer. Uh, the 5'8", Cameron Munster. Halfback and captain, Daly Cherry Evans. Props, Lindsay Collins, uh, Collins and Tino Fasumalawi. Uh, the hooker, Ben Hunt. The second rows, David Fita and Jeremiah Nanai. The lock, Pat Carrigan. And the interchange bench, Harry Grant. Tom Flegler, Ruben Cotter. Mo Fodawika. Uh, AJ Brimson will be the 18th man. Corey Horsburgh, the 19th man. Uh, Decent-looking Queensland team there for State of Origin. Game number two, no doubt it will dominate conversation for another week or so, eight days away uh, from the beginning, well, from game two of the State of Origin uh, series and a must-win game for New South Wales. We'll get to your texts on all of those topics in a second, but whilst uh, you send your texts in, 0457 736 736 or jump on the open line anytime, one 1170 It's time to do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap. Yes, let's have a quick look back at round 15 of the National Rugby League just done and dusted, of course, an extended round of the NRL with the uh, public holiday yesterday in New South Wales. Um, We talked on Thursday already about the Titans 28 over the Tigers 12, so we won't talk too much more about that. However, of course, news coming through over the weekend about Luke Brooks. I see Phil Rothfield yesterday, last night on NRL 360, saying that Luke Brooks very likely to join the Cowboys. Um... It's interesting. I was having a conversation with a 
mate of mine uh, over the course of the weekend about once that Luke Brooks news broke, where he would go. Uh, Matter one suggested Canberra, of course, with no Jack Whiteham. But the Cowboys, uh, according to uh, Phil Rothfield anyway, the favourites to get Luke Brooks's signature linking up with Todd Payton. Cowboys fans? Um, anyone, any Cowboys fans listening this morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Um, and look, I, I look, just on the Luke Brooks thing, I think he's been playing decent footy this year. Um, and... As I think a lot of people have said over many years now, really since his name was linked to the Newcastle Knights a couple of years back, um, I think it was not the off-season we've had just gone, but the one beforehand. So, what, 18 months ago, maybe a bit longer now. Um, I, I think a fresh start for Luke Brooks and probably a fresh start for the Tigers is not a bad thing. Would you sign Luke Brooks? If you're – and I, I'm being – Honest and uh, asking a serious question. If you're a team that is struggling in the halves at the moment, would you sign Luke Brooks for the right amount of money? 0457 736 736. Tigers fans, how are you feeling about Luke Brooks leaving at the end of the year? They went down 28 points to 12 on Thursday night. Now on Friday, seems a long time ago, but Warriors 36 over the Canberra Raiders 14. Firstly, obviously disappointing for Jared Croker not to get a win in his 300th match. Uh, there were great scenes before the match and when he ran onto the field. But unfortunately, Canberra, no match for the Warriors, who, again, are impressing people. Amazing win 10 days ago, last round against the Dolphins. And then again in the second half, it was close at half time, But in the second half, they impressed again. Again, Sean Johnson playing well. But they were very good, the Warriors. And what they're doing this year that they've struggled to do in the past is win away from home on a pretty consistent basis. I think there's a couple of teams flying under the radar, and I think they're definitely one of them. And we mentioned last week, how good are they going to look when next year they've got Roger joining them? Uh, it's it's an interesting one. Very good. The Raiders will be disappointing, uh, disappointed with that performance. So speaking of disappointments, the Dolphins going down to the Manly Seagulls. Manly 58 over the Dolphins 18. And you got the feeling in this game on Friday night uh, that it was going to be very... Uh, it was one-sided traffic very early, uh, one-way traffic very early, and I didn't didn't think the Dolphins were ever going to come back. I know they did it a few weeks ago against the Titans, but Manly were in cruise control very early on in the game. What was it, 22-0 after 15, 20 minutes? They ended up scoring 58 points, a good performance by Manly, probably their best performance of the year. I asked Charlie Goodsir in our preview last week, have the Dolphins hit a wall? Um, uh, and... Whether you would want to use that saying whether they have hit a wall or maybe it, they've just come back to the field a little bit, I think we've definitely seen that over the past couple of the weeks. Not saying they can't make the finals, not saying Wayne Bennett can't get them up again, but I think we're definitely seeing them come back to the field. Now, Manly, an important win. Uh, games like that, they should be winning at home, and they did. The Dragons, well done to them, 36 points to 30 over South Sydney. We know Souths were missing quite a few players, but still an important win for the Dragons. It's a couple in a row now at Cogra uh, after they beat the Roosters there a few weeks back as well. 36 points. I must say, I was only sort of half watching this game, and uh, it was 36 points to 14, um, one second, and then I looked up at the TV, it was 36-30, and you thought, oh, dear. Um, don't know if too much to worry about with Souths, considering who they were missing. But the Dragons will be happy that they got that win. Anyway, the Broncos just over the Knights, 24 points to 20. Speaking of exciting halves combination, that try to Anna Reynolds uh, in the last few minutes. 
you can just see where the Broncos are. They're another team. Very exciting to watch. And once we get through that state of origin period and into the back end of the season and into the finals, uh, they'll be wanting to keep up this type of uh, performance. The Knights, they'll be disappointed not winning. They led that game for a large part of it. But uh, just going down to the Brisbane Broncos. We already talked a bit about the Roosters. Pat, the 30 over the Roosters, 6. Pat is very good. Once again, very good. Uh, they didn't really skip a beat uh, with no Nathan Cleary. The Roosters, though, at 4-0 for a large part of that first half. But after that, uh, they led in that try just before halftime and then three quick tries in the second half. And at 28-0 down, they were done. And again, some real issues with their attack. Um, their defence, yes, they conceded 30, um, so not brilliant either. But, yeah, as I said, as I posed before the break, are the Roosters done for 2023? On the back of that performance, you just can't see. They, they may well win enough games, potentially, to maybe scrape into the eight. But And that's a big if. But even if they do, I don't see them being able to really challenge the big teams this year. Uh on Sunday, speaking of disappointing results, Melbourne 54 over the Sharks. 10 good bounce back for Melbourne after what was a disappointing win for, uh, loss for them against the Cowboys the week before. The Cronulla Sharks, though, there was a lot of talk about the Cronulla Sharks last week, about their records both last year and this year against top four, top eight teams. And Sunday was a perfect chance for them to try and rectify that, try to prove people wrong. Well, yeah, they didn't do that. Melbourne 54 points on the Cronulla Sharks. That is a really, really disappointing result for Cronulla. And yesterday, Parramatta 34 over the Bulldogs 12. A good win by Parramatta, as I say, in that first half. Mitch Moses, Clint Gutherson on fire against a Bulldogs side that came out in the first 20 minutes. They were pretty good, but then the Eels really took the game away from them at half time. So the ladder after 15 rounds looks like this. Panthers, Broncos, both leading the way with Panthers on top on four and against on 22. Then the Storm are third on 20. Then we've got uh, four teams on 18. The Rabbitohs into, well, are now fourth on 18. The Sharks, fifth on 18. The Warriors, sixth on 18. The Raiders, seventh on 18. Rounding out the top eight is Manly on 17. Then we've got a stack of teams on 16 points. The Eels in ninth. The Titans, 10th. Dolphins, 11th. Roosters, 12th. Uh, they're all on 16 points, so just outside of that top eight. Uh, then the Knights are on 15. Then we've got the Cowboys on 14. The Bulldogs on 12 the Tigers, and the Dragons on 10. Your thoughts about round 15 of the NRL? Is there something I haven't mentioned? 0457 736 736. A text before we go to the break from Gary. And he says, Dan, Moses only played against the Doggies, not one of the top four sides. If they drop Nico, that will be the end of him. <laughs> state of, the State of Origin game Moses played, he had a shocker. Well, Gary, I'm here to tell you that unless things dramatically change in the next five hours, Mitchell Moses will be the New South Wales halfback. And Nico Hines, not in the side at all. What do you think? Moses at halfback, you happy with it? Nico Hines dropped, completely gone from the side. If you're just waking up, switching the radio on, Nico Hines looks like he will not be in that side. Reese Robson will be on the bench as the utility player. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 The Roosters, are they done? In season 2023 and the great halves combinations of all time. 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. Your text and Chris Perkins on the other side of this. Uh, Razor on the text line says, Does it matter? According to your listers before game one, Queensland never stood a chance. Yes, there are a lot of uh, people that thought uh, Queensland 
wouldn't win. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, the favourites, obviously, heading into game two. They've had to make a couple of changes as well due to injuries. New South Wales not naming Nico Hines. Uh, Mitchell Moses to be halfback. Very interesting to see how the next week plays out. AFL yesterday, Melbourne in a close one against Collingwood. Uh, Melbourne 8-18-66 over Collingwood. 9-8-62. That was uh, AFL yesterday. It is 23 minutes to 6 o'clock. Time for this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And the great man, Chris Perkins, on the line. Chris, good morning to you. Well, good morning. Uh, happy Tuesday. Everybody survived the, the King's birthday celebrations. Yes, everyone. Uh, very happy. Uh, those who had the day off, of course, this is in Queensland. Uh, wasn't a public holiday in Queensland. Uh, so very, mind, oh, yeah, very mindful right. of that. Yes, just in New South Wales and Victoria uh, and some other parts of Australia. But yes, everyone uh, enjoyed it. Um, I'm sure that everyone uh, who had managed to get the day off uh, had a nice, relaxing day. Now, um, We'll get to uh, all the sport in the U.S. in a second. We saw over the weekend, and my normal football expert, John Gallo, is actually over in Poland at the moment. We might try and speak to him later on in the week. Uh, but we saw Man City win the treble uh, with that win in the Champions League the other day. And quite amazing scenes coming from Manchester yesterday when I think they had the overnight out time when they had the celebrations and the rain started to pour down and people were running uh, away uh, trying to get cover in Manchester. But now there's a bit of speculation on Pep Guardiola is he is he sick of winning, um, Chris? Is that what you what you're telling me? What you're hearing? Well, it, it would certainly seem it would be get, get really easy to get bored with all the winning that he's done. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and he does have a, a he does he does have a bit of a reputation as kind of a hit and run coach. I you know his previous stops. He spent four years at Barcelona, three years at Bayern Munich, won boatloads of trophies. He's just finished his eighth year as the manager of Manchester City. Still has two years left on his contract, but we are now in the silly season where speculation runs rampant, and ESPN has apparently talked to sources, and they've actually re- they're actually reporting this, that uh, sources are saying he uh, does not expect to sign a new contract uh, when his current deal expires in two seasons. Mm. Uh, there's speculation. Maybe he goes... Uh, and manages a national team. And he's been courted, apparently, by Brazil and the United States previously to manage their national teams, which would be kind of interesting. The end of the 2025 season, May 2025, it's about 13, 14 months from the start of a, a World Cup, primarily in the United States. Wouldn't that be a splashy hire mm. to go into a home World Cup? Just, just throwing that. And you know, you know, throwing it out into the in into the ether and hoping of, against hope that maybe they land him to manage the World Cup team in twenty six. Yeah, well, that would be very. Yeah, that would be that would be very interesting. Interesting to see what he does do. Like that, you ca- you cannot deny. And I know not everyone is a Man City fan, obviously, but you cannot deny what they have done this season to win the treble. And look, they have been up uh, there or thereabouts in the English Premier League for many many years now, and I don't think they're. Uh, going to go anywhere, but it will be interesting if he uh, does leave anytime soon. I think one to keep an eye on, and who knows? You're getting messy over there to play in the uh, major league soccer, so you, you just you just never know what can happen uh, for American football. Now, Chris, uh, NBA today, uh, ga- well, today's topics. We've got a lot to get through. NBA Finals Game Five. Let's start there. 
Yeah, and Lario will be in the building tonight in mm. Denver, Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Denver leading three games to one over the Miami Heat. They are nine-point favorites uh, going into tonight's game. And the two games in Miami, look, they looked really good. I mean, you know, Nikola Jokic, he, he did Nikola Jokic things. Uh, Jamal Murray, uh, he had a triple-double in Game 3. Aaron Gordon led the way. 27 points, um, you know, in in uh, game number four. Uh, Miami, the last couple of games, I mean, game two, they, they did win their last game in Denver, game two of the series. Uh, but that was a night Jokic got 41, and they held everybody else in check. I wonder if Eric Spolster is going to have that kind of as the, as the game plan for tonight. Let Jokic get his, just contain everybody else. On the Denver roster, mm. it's easier said than done, quite honestly. And and but Jokic, he's not a guy that really wants to score a lot. He 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 can score, he can shoot, he likes being a facilitator as well. So if he's mixing and matching that the scoring and the facilitating, mm. Miami's in trouble. If he's doing the bulk of the scoring, maybe Miami's got a chance. We'll see. But again, game five tonight, uh, Denver wins. They win the. Uh, their first NBA championship in franchise history. Interestingly enough, uh, this is their first trip to the NBA Finals, but they've won championships before. They won the last championship in the American Basketball Association in oh. 1976 before the two leagues merged. But Denver's never made it made their way back to the NBA Finals until this year, and now they're one win away from the title. All right, going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Speaking of finals, what's the latest in the Stanley Cup? Uh, another uh, bad situation for a South Florida team. Florida Panthers down three games to one. Game five of that series against the Vegas Golden Knights will be tomorrow. Uh, the Stanley Cup will be at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas for a possible presentation uh, tomorrow night. Uh, if the Golden Knights win, they'll win their first Stanley Cup t- title for their, their long-suffering fans of uh, the, the Vegas Golden Knights, of course, the Golden Knights have only been in existence now six seasons, but they're uh, one win away from their first uh, Stanley Cup championship. All right. All very much heating up. Now, college baseball, Super Regionals, tell us more about this. Yeah, this is the step before the College World Series that so starts this weekend in hmm. Omaha. It's the Division I uh, National College Baseball Tournament for, for the NCAA. Uh, it, it's... Uh, Basically, baseball's version of March Madness. That's what's going on right now. The Super Regionals, it's the round of 16. Mm. Uh, They're split into eight different sites. Uh, Two teams, eight sites, play a best-of-three series. We've got six teams already through. Number one national seed, Wake Forest. They actually are going back to the College World Series for the first time since 1955. They had nine home runs yesterday against Alabama in a – in a monstrous, uh, I think it was 22 to five win over the Crimson Tide. Uh, another team, kind of a surprise, Oral Roberts. Uh, they're going to the College World Series for the first time since 1978. Uh, a small evangelical school uh, based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, they won the Summit League Championship, their their conference championship, to get a berth in the field of 64. Got through the regional, wind up getting through the super regional as well. Uh, a couple of wild games, though, against uh, Oregon out, out in uh, Eugene uh, over the weekend. They blew like a seven-run lead on Friday night, 
came back to win game two in a walk-off um, on Saturday and then won game three of the series uh, yesterday. But a couple of uh, couple of teams still left to play. Uh, Stanford and Texas will play uh, game three of their series tonight. Quinn Matthews for Stanford in game two yesterday, a complete game, uh, scattered eight hits. He threw 156 pitches in the game yesterday. Ooh. Now that, uh, that's for, a lot for equivalent for uh, cricket equivalents. Mm. Uh, that's about 20, uh, a bowling 25 overs. Uh, okay. Well, that, in, in yeah. a three hour period. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, a lot of work, uh, a lot of hard work, something that I, something me and you definitely wouldn't be doing. No. no. Also, uh, Tennessee and Southern Miss, they'll play game three of their series tonight. Those, the winners of the games tonight go on to Omaha to play in the College World Series starting uh, starting this weekend. I think Friday, our time. Now, I want to review your NRL tips in a second, so we'll just do this next story very mm-hmm. quickly. But Dan Ricardo, what's going on with him? He's got to be a side hustle. Yeah, he does. Uh, he's going to be on television here in the U.S. this weekend for the Canadian Grand Prix. Uh, the main broadcast is on ABC here in the United States. They're going to do a Manning cast for for this race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dan Ricardo is going to be involved in it. Of course, he's the third driver at Red Bull this year. So I guess he has time on his hands <laughs> on the weekend. Mm. He doesn't really have any responsibilities on, on Sunday on race day. So he's, he's going to be doing a, a, a Manning cast, uh, alternate broadcast, of, of the uh, Canadian Grand Prix. He's also going to be doing it later this year for the U.S. Grand Prix in Austin and the inaugural Vegas Grand Prix. All right. So we're, we're going to get to see Dan, Dan Ricardo and, and see his personality shine through on American television. All right. Well, that will be very good. I think that'll be, yeah. And, and that might be a very good thing for him too. Uh, did you say that's this weekend? Yeah, this weekend, okay. uh, the Canadian right. Grand Prix. All right, very interested to see what happens. You have to let us know. You have to watch that for us, Chris, so we can get a review from you. I will. Next week, please do. Now, uh, I was just having a quick look at your tips while I was slightly distracted. This is this is interesting. So I, I, you don't follow that. We're trying to get you into the NRL. You don't follow it that closely, although you've been doing a bit more research since I've been asking you your tips. Um, let's go through them, okay? You, you ready? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Em- embarrass me. All I'm right. Ready. Okay. Uh, first tip uh, for the weekend, you went the Tigers. Uh, so that was a bad start. Zero from one. Uh, you then tipped the Canberra Raiders. So that was zero from two. Uh, unfortunately, you then tipped the Dolphins. So that was zero from three. You then tipped... I knew that was a bad one. Yes. You then tipped South Sydney. Uh, so that's now that's a really bad start. Zero from four. That's a very very bad I'm start. A theme. However, you then did tip Brisbane. Got one right. You tip the pat. You tip the Panthers. You tip Melbourne, and you tip Parramatta. So an amazing recovery uh, to get your first four games wrong and then get four in a row. So four from eight. That's probably about what most people got this weekend. So well done to you, Chris. Hey, so uh, so an zero and four. So I do mm. an zero and four start. Mm. Wind up crawling back. It only cost me the vig. Exa- I'll take that. Yes. Well, I think that was. I think that's a very good effort, and especially getting four games on the trot at the end of the round. Thank you. We will uh, do it again f- uh, for everyone on Thursday. People will have their pay. I had someone message me actually and say, "I wish I had written down the tips of Chris Perkins for the weekend." So that is how. In- 
<laughs> that is how important your tips are. And also on the text, 0457 736 736, Peach has texted in saying uh, he's a great fan of your work. He, he know your sporting brief. So you've got fans everywhere, Chris, as I always say. Well, thank you for the kind words. And as always, gamble responsibly. Yes. And if you're following my advice, you're obviously not gambling responsibly. Thank you, Chris. We will chat again on Thursday. I'm sure there'll be a lot more to talk about, and we will re- uh, uh, we will get your NRL tips as well uh, for the weekend coming up. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America. Uh, Yeovil Treeman on the text says, Hi, Dan. My top three halves combinations of all time. I've seen a Sterling and Brett Kenny, Langer, Walters and Stuart Daly. That from the Yeovil Treeman. Uh, 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 1170. We'll take a break. Come back with more. It is 11 to 6. Yeah, good to have your company. Breakfast not too far away. Vossi and Trent Copeland this morning uh, for listeners through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. Brandy in New South Wales camp. Patton Heels coming up for our Queensland listeners after 6 AM. Of course, a big weekend of sport. Uh, just gone, mentioned the AFL uh, yesterday. But, of course, the Cricket Australia being World Test Championship uh, winners as well. And, of course, the Ashes now uh, not too f- uh, far away. Three sleeps away. Friday night, it all gets underway. Uh, so the NRL, the Ashes, uh, AFL all on at the same time on Friday night. Really looking forward to that. We'll talk more about the Ashes over the next coming days uh, with Andrew Mensel from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. A couple of texts. This from Dan. He says, Lockyer and Thurston, then Thurston and Cronk, followed by Sterling and Kenny in terms of great halves combinations. Uh, well, I wasn't around for Sterling and Kenny. Uh, I know how good they were, but Lockyer and Thurston and Thurston and Cronk, very good half combination. This from the Oran Park Oracle. He says, Pep the Goat, treble winners, the best team in the land. Let's go City. Uh, and we're just talking to Chris Perkins about it. And I just saw Vision up on the Today Show about 10 minutes ago of the celebrations in Manchester, in the city of Manchester. It was packed there. Uh, overnight to celebrate the treble uh, winning at Manchester City after, of course, they won the Champions League on a Sunday morning our time. Um, and this one from Redman. Good day, mate. Unfortunately, I rate Elfie and Wally just ahead of uh, Ricky Stewart and Laurie Daly. Thank you, Redman. Thank you for all your texts today. Thank you to Chris Perkins as well. As I say, breakfast coming up in Queensland with Pat and Heels. Uh, for this is through SCN 1170 AM. I'm sure there'll be more reaction to uh, the likely New South Wales team with Vossi and Trent Copeland coming up after the 6 o'clock news. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5 AM. Have a great Tuesday. News, then breakfast. I'll see you tomorrow, 5 a.m.